Welcome to Let's Get Real. This is Nina Simons, and this is our holiday episode, released December 29th, 2020. And I have a very special guest today. Uh, my guest is Andy Simons. Yes, we share a last name. He's my husband, and he's also the sound engineer, and we co-produce each episode together. And he also came up with the cool uh, intro music that we use. So we were both excited about the idea of talking to you directly, telling you a little bit more about how we got the idea to do the podcast and what it's like behind the scenes. And maybe you could learn more about how we work together in this episode. So... I'm super excited. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. Welcome, Andy. Hi, Nina. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. This is a fun way for us to spend uh, the holidays. It is, yes, especially after all the kids have left and the house is quiet and clean. Yes, exactly, and we <laughs> have some rooms back that we didn't have access to before. Right. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm excited for us to chat about uh, Let's Get Real and also for people to get to know you a bit because you're such an important part of the podcast. Sure, sure. I'm excited. Excited to be on the mic. It's my goal is to, to get on the mic. <laughs> yes. One of the things I appreciate about uh, you in general, but also about working with this on you, is that you come to this project with a completely different perspective or perspectives on what's important. <laughs> I'm completely focused on the content itself and on who I'm talking to and what I'm saying. And you've got everything else handled for us. Yeah. Trying anyways. Learning a lot. It's a, it's a fun journey. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, how we came up with the idea, because I have a very fuzzy memory. And when people ask me, what, what made you decide to launch a podcast? I often just say it was Andy's idea. And then I don't remember much beyond that. Do you really? I don't think it was my idea. I think it was your idea. <laughs> Maybe it's convenient for me to say it was your idea. <laughs> I think it uh, I think it was definitely something you brought up and talked about. I just was encouraging you and it didn't become a it didn't become a we thing until, you know, at least through the first episode or so where where I started slipping up and talking about our podcast and we need to do this because we were working on it so closely together. And then I had to sort of ask you permission. It's like, is it OK if I say we because it feels yes. like it's a we thing? Yes. Uh, but it's really all you. I think you came up with it. You said, you know, that you'd like to do something like this. And yes. And I think. uh what I've learned over the years from being a coach and being an independent uh, entrepreneur is that it, things are much more fun when you have partnership with people to do things with. Right, and, right. Uh, it, you know, originally when I became a coach, it was super fun to have all this autonomy and be able to decide what kind of website I wanted and how um, how I wanted my business to run and what kind of services I wanted to provide. And then after about three years of that, you're like, wow, this is exhausting. I've got to do everything myself, including, you know, at that time I did my own bookkeeping, et cetera, which was a disaster. But... <laughs> <laughs> so you learn how to get help, you learn how to hire help, but then you just want collaborators and you want to be able to collaborate. And so I think even in my mind, when I was noodling with this idea, because I was enjoying listening to podcasts of, you know, what would it be like to do a podcast? 
I don't think I really would have had the courage to do it if you weren't being so encouraging about it. Because I would have thought, I would have, would have had all these saboteurs or what we call inner critics about, oh, does anyone want to listen? What, what's the original thing I will say? And so it was just talking through it with you that really sure. helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bonus is, is that you actually had an interest in the tech which was the other thing that was intimidating to me is the recording and what kind of software I would need. And because you have this real passion for sound and for audio equipment, that also, I think, gives us a competitive edge in terms of the quality of something that we're doing. What do you call this? This isn't a garage podcast, but it's close, right? What it's do you call real, it? It's the real deal. It's what are you talking deal. about? It's I the know, real deal. What do you deal. call it when people are doing something out of their basement or their house or their DIY podcast yeah, or yeah, something like exactly. that? Yeah. We're doing a DIY, but, but so many people do because the technology is so accessible. Right, right. And also... Uh, intimidating in some ways, right? As we got more and more into it, my geekiness about the tech and how to do it, I was fascinated because I hadn't done it, you know, before. Uh, I'd done recording before, but I hadn't done a podcast before. That journey into, well, how do you get something up on Apple and how do you get something up on Spotify and yeah, how does that all work? That was that was fun. And for someone doing it on their own who knew nothing, a lot of those things could be, you know, big stumbling blocks. For At least to do yes, it right, you know? Exactly. Or just churn. Like, I know yeah. that in other places in my work, like when I first went on to Squarespace to redesign my website, I just had so much churn because I didn't have anyone to bounce things off of. And there was a learning curve. And so I would just kind of circle around in my head. And it took me three times as long as it would have normally sure. to do yeah. something like that. So it's similar with the podcast. Like, I have no, like, there's very little churn for me in creating this. And I think that's completely because you are handling all of the stuff that I would find difficult or onerous. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to do it together. Yeah. What is fun about it for you? I'm so curious. Well, yeah, the tech side for sure, for sure. Just how do you do it? How do you uh, put it together? Um, the challenge, the little micro challenges, like learning how to publish it and learning how to get the website up. Um, and then the recording challenges and then, trying to come up with music for it, which was more a self-inflicted challenge that I didn't want to phone that part in. I actually wanted to kind of put something together and, uh, and, and, you know, record my live drums and all that. That's more entertainment for me. Um, but all that was, it's all fun and it's really kind of cool to be, you know, so many episodes in now and we're now are adding more and more and it's getting easier and easier. And, uh, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Well, and one of the things that I think we are both aligned on is that we don't mind iterating. Like you, you were really encouraging me just to start it and not worry about right. how good it sounds. And it's the same with the theme music. Like we changed, I don't know if people know this, but we changed the theme music after the third episode, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Just, we knew it could be better and uh, took another you knew shot it could at be it. Better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am glad that we, we both decided that we wanted something more original, more, uh, us more like with a little more drums in it. Yeah. 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 So, um, and you're also really particular about the sound quality and around how I sound and how my guests sound, which I think is super yes. valuable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's that about for you? Well, I just like audio and I, I like it to sound good. Um, and so I know what I, I know what I want and I pay attention to you know, other podcasts and ones that sound good. It's amazing how many great podcasts sound really bad. 
from a sound quality, from a sound quality yeah. point of view. And so I was like, no, we're going to, we're going to do everything we can do to sound good, even with the guest being remote and all the issues that comes up with, with whatever microphone they have and, yes. and going over the internet, but uh, to make sure that we made it sound as good as possible. Yes. And professional. Yes. I think I like to be profess- sound professional. Yes. So you and I both want to sound professional and you're also making me sound better, making our guests sound better. People probably don't, aren't always aware of this, but uh, we make a lot of sounds when we talk. <laughs> In general, people do. There's a lot of lip smacking. Lip smacking and <laughs> and background noise and hard S's. Yes. And there's a lot yes. of lot of work I do on the back end to minimize that stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've been surprised though. I'm doing more editing than I thought I would do, which is actually a good exercise for me because as a coach, I'm learning where I don't listen. So because I'm listening to my own conversations, which you know, I think I think coaches in training, they do a lot of listening to themselves uh, because they're getting uh, feedback on their coaching. But once you're an experienced coach, you don't do that anymore unless you go get mentorship. I mean, some coaches do that a lot. But uh, but when I'm listening to these interviews, which is for me, part of the vision for the podcast was bringing my coactive coaching skills to this new platform, this new place, because I do know that coactive coaching is a great way to be in conversation with people. And I would listen to these podcasts and I'd think, well, that wasn't a very powerful question or you didn't even hear what that person said. And <laughs> But now I'm finding it the same in my own. Like when I'm listening to myself, I'm like, oh, wow, I could have gone there. Like they gave me this great opening. I didn't hear it. Right, right. So I'm excited about that part. It's funny when you started this, I never had any doubt that you would be good at it, like Aww. that all your training and all your experience that you would that you would be good at it. However, it is a little different being on the microphone and being recorded for you. Like what is, uh, was more difficult, uh, in that sort of interview style approach versus a one-on-one coaching session or something like that. What, what's been hard about it? Good question. Well, I talk a lot about the power of polarities in my leadership coaching. And I think the polarity that I'm navigating when I'm interviewing someone is, which is even different from you and I right now, because we're both kind of get doing a give and take and you're asking questions too. But in that case, it's the polarity between um, wanting the person, the guest to be deeply heard and get to say what they want to say. So like deep listening and knowing that the conversation needs to go somewhere that people find interesting. Right. And most of the time, you know, and that's one of the reasons I didn't want to do a solo podcast is I didn't want to do a scripted thing. I wanted it to be organic and natural and emerge. So that's another polarity I'm navigating is emergent and planful. And so between planful and emergent and deep listening and going somewhere, it's like those are the tensions that I feel um, I'm still learning how to hold and, you know, wanting the episode to feel constructive constructed and structured, but also wanting people to get to like wanting something to happen. That's kind of magical and interesting and not pre right. <laughs> not have all your questions pre done. What, uh, now that you're, you know, many, many episodes deep into it, uh, what's, <laughs> many, many five. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the, uh, what's the experience now when you're starting out? Are you more comfortable? Yes. And I'm, doing more prep too. So that's really good for me because uh, honestly, I think one of the reasons that coaches like being coaches is that once you're trained as same with facilitation, 
all you have to do is show up and you do your work. And when you're done, you're done. Uh, with a podcast, uh, there's more pre and there's more post production, right? And so I'm getting better at uh, not only do I do this pre-interview with the guests, but then now I'm actually sending them, you know, and, and in the, after the pre-interview, I send them some themes that we want to go through. But now I'm even sending them, here are some of the questions I might touch on. So it's actually helping me also. What are the things I really am curious about, about this person? And even if I don't get to all the questions, at least we both have had some time to think about what 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 we're going for? They they can be prepared in a way for the questions I'm going to ask, and right, then I can right. also be be more um, me like I have something to fall back on when the conversation starts to be like directionless. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, is there still you know a place you're not getting to that you're trying to get to in these interviews? Like, you know, do you have a in your head like, oh, this is this is the ultimate. Uh, that I want to capture uh, in a in a in a in individual episode. That's a good question. I I, I still think it, we're iterating on that, and um, and maybe we'll never be done because this season is about identity and people who are underrepresented uh, as a as a group. Not not necessarily my guests because they're all pretty amazing, articulate uh, people who are out in the world doing great things. But if they're been underrepresented, I wanted to highlight them in the podcast because of what we're all learning in 2020 about um, how we've been centering white people. And so that's the season. And I feel like that's given me a direction and a purpose. But the overarching purpose, because I do want this episodes to continue even after season one, I'm still developing that, I think. I think right. it's still emerging. So Right. Do you what's feel your, that too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a journey. Yeah. Uh, what's your, I've never asked you this, but what's your backlog of guests? Like, do you have a long list of, of people? I mean, I know Matthew McConaughey is at the end of it, but that's the one you're going <laughs> Not <for. but>. even. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone like uh, Natalie Portman or, uh, yes. or that wonderful woman who was in Westwood. I love her. Um, uh, Tessa Thompson. Um, I think uh, I actually one of my goals is to interview ordinary people because I think we all have remarkable stories. So that's definitely a theme and right. that could go. And I think I'm going to continue the theme of making sure my guests are diverse and that we're talking to a lot of different people. But I do have like an interest in uh, because of this intersection between social change and uh, personal growth, I really do want to keep, like, I haven't interviewed anybody about the climate yet. So I've got my eye on someone there. Uh, I'm going to do a climate episode in January. I've got a great guest coming, um, soon, uh, named Melanie, uh, I'm forgetting her last name right now, but she's the executive director for Emerge California. So we're going to continue the conversation about electing diverse candidates and why that matters and why California is on the cutting edge of that. So I'm super excited about that. And then, of course, I want to make sure we swing back into coaching a bit and my profession and leadership development. And I know people really enjoyed the Matt Lydon episode. So I am hoping to bring back more clients, more people that I've coached who are doing work inside organizations. I think that'd be really great. Cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that should wrap up that first season. You and I will get to take a break in March, I'm thinking, and then we'll launch... Season two in April. I think yeah. it's going to be a nice, consistent. I'm just so grateful. You know, uh, you know, the pandemic has been uh, difficult for so many people. And I know we're all missing being together. 
But for someone like me who's uh, extroverted and restless and creative, being forced to be at home is probably one of the reasons this is actually successful because it would be a lot more stressful. You know, you know what our life is like normally when I'm right, on the road, right. traveling for work, traveling to see Lane and Zach. And this is so much more, um, you know, conducive for this work together. It is. It is. It would be really hard if we weren't, if we were, you know, traveling and I'm commuting and all that. This works very well. And I can walk down the hallway and bug you about have you recorded your commercial yet? Have you recorded your intro yet? And <laughs> yes, yes. And I really do um, love working with you on this. It's been really good for us, I think, because um, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of times, um, and I don't know if this is true for a lot of women, but anytime I've collaborated with men, oftentimes one of two things happen. Uh, they take over. And they end up in charge of everything and I end up feeling like an admin <laughs> or uh, I don't feel supported. Like I don't feel like the creative, uh, which is kind of the the flip side of the same thing. And so uh, and it can create a lot of conflict. Right. Because I like to have, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak. And so but I think that actually makes me good at certain things. And so um, so I think what's been really great about doing this together is it, you know, we joke around about the stuff where we both want to be in charge of some decision, but you've really empowered my decision making and you've been supportive. And anytime I ask you to do something for me, you're right on it, which is also true in our, our marriage, I have to say. So it's one of the things that makes you such a good partner. But Other uh, than the kitchen, but you know. Well, you know, you do when I ask. <laughs> But yeah, so I think it's been good for us. And I was a little nervous. Like, is this a, an area that Andy and I shouldn't be going into? Is like right, doing some right. work project together, right? right? And we always, we have definitely discussed the, well, would you, could you use a co-host? Should I actually be there to do something? And I've kind of resisted it because I'm like, no, it's your podcast. Uh, the whole co-host thing feels, you know, it, it it can add value if you're trying to do, you know, a more conversational thing where you want someone else in there to be able to take something in a certain direction or notice something. Yeah. Um, but your conversations are more intimate and they're more direct and they're more, you know, I think revealing that maybe a co-host probably wouldn't be the right dynamic. Mm, that's a good yeah. question. I think after this particular episode, people might be, you know, you might develop a fan base. They might want you to come on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there's two things going on with that, I think. I think I think you do bring out my playfulness. So, you know, you and I have talked about how can I bring more playfulness to the podcast. Right. Uh, could so just that, crack jokes in the middle of your serious conversations. Right? That's right. You could. You could. Uh, and I think the other reluctance I had was uh, I already have this... Um, the sensitivity and or self-consciousness around um, being a white woman and the level of privilege I'm bringing to the conversations. And am I, um, am I creating more of the hierarchy versus more of this new space for uh, people of color to, you know, to share their stories. And so the other idea, the other thought was too white. <laughs> <laughs> Did something happen over there? I'm laughing because my stomach is making all this uh -oh. noise, uh -oh. and I know, and I know the microphone can picked up, and I and I'm thinking oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Nina and I are doing this fasting thing, and we're 
Oh, yes, we are. We can't eat for another hour, and my stomach is notifying me. That's a whole other story, and uh, whether or not we're doing that well is another story. But anyway, I don't know where I was with that conversation. (laughs) There's another funny place to be. No, I think what I'm saying is that uh, I thought we would need more diversity in our pairing if we were going to co host. Yes, yeah, Yeah. I get it. Definitely. Even though we've got the male field male female thing going with the personal relationship going but i thought maybe right. people would prefer someone else who's got in such a you know different experience including maybe someone who's younger like maybe yeah. someone who's in a, a millennial or since we're both gen xers so. right uh one one last i think last question about the podcast um you and i have discussed a lot of debate about the podcast being a means to itself Mm-hmm. Uh, versus uh, mm-hmm. a supporting ingredient into your business. Yes, and not that it can only be one or the other, but you know, how have you thought? How have you thought about it at the beginning versus now versus where it's going? Um, do you have any any sort Good of question. insight there about where you're where you want to take it? I I uh, I don't think I know really. I do know that um, that I'm enjoying the process. It's it's easier to be creative if I'm not worried about how to monetize. And yet part of me knows that to be sustainable and to have us spend this much time on it, it would be good if we, um, if we could figure that piece out too. And I think that that starts with just building our listener base. So, you know, without a strong listener base, uh, all the, you know, it doesn't, all the other stuff is kind of irrelevant, like whether or not I'm advertising my business or I'm getting sponsors or I'm affiliating with uh, someone like the Coactive Training Institute, which, you know, has been such an influence on my life and feels like such a great place to partner. Whatever happens in the long run, the first step is me getting good at promoting the podcast, which is the, you know, the thing I'm not doing as much of yet. So, and I really felt like we could get, if we got a few episodes out then, and we decided we liked it and it was going to be something we could continue to invest in because you don't want to grab a bunch of listeners and then be unreliable and not be putting out content for them to hear. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So I think that's the next step is so, um, I'm starting to read a little bit about that, but it also is not a bad time for me just to mention that if you're listening to this and you're enjoying these episodes or you have a favorite episode and you're willing to share it with a friend or post it on your social media, that would be, I'd be hugely grateful for that because uh, I think these guests that we're bringing on are amazing people. I think the conversations we're having are enriching and I want to get even better at it and I want, you know, to keep going, so... Yeah. Good segue. Good segue. Yeah. The guests are amazing. They're really, really interesting stories that I think people would be uh, uh, fascinated to listen to. Um, And, uh, you know, publicity and uh, promotion, that's the next uh, egg we got to crack. Yes. In some way. right? And also this keeping with the theme of being having real conversation, whatever that means. Like just to me, that's like the uh, the vulnerability that Brene Brown talks about or the the authenticity that is so core to uh, good leadership and to kind of coactive uh, living, coactive coaching, coactive leadership. I mean, all I learned about authenticity, I learned from from being a coactive coach. And I, you know, there's still more work to be done there for myself. And I, you know, I'm a little bit vain. I, I like having an audience for that work. It's easier for me to do that work uh, with people listening than, you know, just oh, you sure. and me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a confessions. We should call this episode confessions. <laughs> <for being laughs> silence, but, 
But I appreciate you coming with good questions. Is there anything that um, we haven't talked about from your end of things that you want people to know about the behind the scenes piece? Oh, behind the scenes? No, I think, um, you know, I think this, I think this is like anything which you would expect, which is uh, it's easy to do bad. It's easy to just phone it in and it's yes. hard to do a good job. And, uh, um, and uh, I think that uh, taking that approach of, no, if we're going to do it, let's really do it. Yeah. Let's buy a good microphone, for example. Let's, let's actually make sure we really test out how to do remote interviews given, you know, we're not doing, it's almost impossible to do them in person. What tech should we use for that? Um, it's like anything, every, every little detail um, really matters. And, uh, and you have to kind of think through it end to end. And uh, what's, what's awesome is uh, I do think the partnership is really awesome because you're deeply thinking about the content and making sure that you've got a great guest and a great interview and I'm deeply thinking about all the other stuff and it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good partnership. Yes. Yeah. So like, I love this combination of, uh, actually Jeff Jacobson and I talked about it in the first episode, this creative discipline of really viewing it as a craft, not just an art, not right. just something that we're naturally talented at. And then, <clears throat> you know, using our individual strengths so that it just flows because when both of us are doing what we love doing with this podcast, I think we're both in this state of flow and we're both enjoying it. And, you know, there are parts that are more work and harder, but when you have a partner, you can, you know, you have that deadline and you have that other person who's encouraging you. Right. To. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, everybody wishing you a very good week, a happy new year. We would love to hear from you. So please post something on our Instagram or on Twitter or wherever you like to hang out. 